You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor James Sloven, who is the pastor and founder of Wounded Heart Ministry in New York City. He is ordained under the Independent Assemblies of God International. Pastor Sloven began evangelizing in the streets of New York City soon after his conversion in Christ in 1975, doing track distribution with Calvary Tabernacle under Pastor Ben Crandall. Many years later, he became a member of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church in New York City and got involved with the evangelism ministry, eventually becoming the leader of the ministry for several years. After being led of the Lord, he started Wounded Heart Ministry in New York City using prayer stations with his team. And today he is involved with preaching and teaching God's word at Friends of God Ministry in Brooklyn, New York. Because of Christ's great love, Pastor James feels privileged to preach the gospel to a very sick and dying world. Thank you, Pastor James, for returning to Faith City Outreach to share why Christians should focus on God and be rooted in his word instead of the increasing evil in this world today. Thank you. Pastor James, what does the Bible say about how believers should respond to the increase of evil in this world? Just today, I heard someone say, you know, it saddens me what's happening to our country today. Well, you know, I think for a lot of Christians, um, we're seeing basically the collapse of America. And some people are getting very political. And you know, I always go back, I have friends that are very political, very involved, but especially what's happening in New York, they're seeing their city taken from them the way it way it is. But the apostles were in the Roman Empire and the most depraved place you could ever be in life with all the, the sin that was going on there, yet they thrived and the gospel was preached. And they moved in power, which I think is missing generally in the church today. That's just my opinion. So move in power. Can you elaborate Give us an example. I've, I am, I never wanted to put a label on myself. I am a charismatic preacher. I am Pentecostal in beliefs. I speak in ecstatic utterances. I've been used in the gifts of the spirit. Unfortunately, today, which I see on, on, on uh, Facebook all the time or whatever, Reformed theology says there are no gifts of the spirit. They ended when the Bible became canon and complete. And then you have, I'm gonna say, I guess I'll use my Brooklyn colloquialism. These wackos teaching this far out theology, the prosperity doctrine, but there's no power involved. And as a young Christian, I'm, I'm going to start to add now all the miracles I've seen in my early 20s, even in my home with my own family. I'm going to start adding that to my uh, testimony in the days to come. And I came from an occultic background. I I seen demonology in a place that I seen things happen that far that science I don't think could explain, to be honest. Give us an example of a recent miracle that you have witnessed, Pastor James. Well, I was with my sons the other day, my oldest son, and I reminded him that when he was small, I mean, I never said this publicly, but I, I say it now, I don't care. He was in the he was in the tub. He was a little boy, about two, three years old, and he was falling this way. He was actually falling and the and the spigot was sticking out. He would have split his face wide open. And he stopped in mid-flight. He was on a 45 degree angle and he just froze, like like you see in 
movies. And I got to him in time and I took care of him. Another time he was on the edge of the bed. My son, Richard, he's my oldest son. His mother wasn't watching him. He flipped back. He should have split his head wide open. It was almost like somebody grabbed him and put him down gently, nice and easy like this. I've never said these things publicly, but because people will say, oh, that, that's nonsense and God, believe what you want to believe. We're going to, we're coming into a time that Christians are going to be like, if Tommy Hicks is right, there would be one last, great last revival who preached in Argentina. But uh, he said a lot of people went back into darkness and he wasn't talking about non-believers. He was or Christians would say, no, I don't, I don't want that in my life. Because if you want to be used by God like that, uh, it comes, it comes at a high price. Anybody that was used really in the supernatural paid, paid a high price in life. You got to walk a very different kind of life, a holy life, and you're willing to let God use you. Even in Pentecostal churches, I see uh, there's no move of God because pastors are very controlling. They don't want that. Oh, they don't want to teach that. That's just my opinion. Now, I find it hard to believe that we can't believe that, that we can't believe in miracles and wonders when Jesus himself, Jesus himself performed miracles and wonders. That's right. I don't understand that. How can we not believe the one and only true God, Jesus in the flesh, who was here on earth, who did miracles and wonders? That's right. And Jesus said, you'll do greater things than these. Unfortunately, that's been exploited, especially on Christian television, where I, I'm not going to name him. But I used to drive around when, as a younger man, one of the biggest uh, healing ministries in the country. I was in my early 20s. I had just got sick and they had me uh, driving this man around. But at the same time, I, when I even gave my testimony, uh, I mean, I don't want to go into it too much. When I was working in the church and I walked out the back door, there was a junkyard next door to the church. This is right in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. And I was reading this book called Angels, God's Secret Agents. This is when God introduced me to the different side of the supernatural power of God, not the demonic side I grew up with. I was saved less than a year. And this the dog just started to chase me out the door. And all of a sudden, something looked like it grabbed him by the neck. And I looked at the book, Angels, God's Secret Agents. I said, ah, it's just, it's just by accident that that happened. Well, the next day, because I'm a little thick-headed, I was still working for the church at that time. I walked out the same door. And this time he came <laughs> With his big brother and two dogs are chasing me now, and there's nothing stopping them. And I'm holding on to the fence for dear life. They're, they're biting at my feet. And across the street are these Rottweilers that work, that Toyota had as guard dogs. So now I got four dogs, dogs at my feet. I figure I'm dead and I can't hold on forever. And I let go and I cover up like this. This is there's no embellishments when I tell you this. This and the and they're not the 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 attack dogs are barking at the junkyard dogs and they're backing up. And all of a sudden the attack dogs, these were big 80 pound dogs, both of them. They back up and they look at me as if, and I walk between all four of them and nobody hurt. See, when you tell people that they either think you're exaggerating, you're lying, or that's not possible. I believe it is possible, especially from the occultic side, the things I've seen that are not uh, from Hollywood really, really happen. So I have no problem and believing that God can heal the sick or raise the dead or open up blind eyes. Yeah. Amen. And Jesus did that. He raised That's the right. dead. That's right. Everything you're talking about, Jesus did when he was here on earth. And well, that's correct. Yeah. And one of the things is that you pointed out is that, yes, it has been exploited. And it's been exploited to the point where we're focusing on the miracles, chasing the miracles and not chasing 
the miracle worker? I don't think. I mean, I've been I, I've been around a lot of and before the all the, the, the crashes came in the 80s with a lot of these Christian people that were into a lot of things they shouldn't be in. I don't think uh, if people were reading their Bibles, which a lot of Christians don't, they say the average pastor reads his Bible about four minutes a day. I don't think half of them could be on TV. And I remember even when it came to the, the, the subject of tithing, this man said, I was a young Christian at the time. He said, I don't tithe out of need. I tithe out of greed because that's what they were teaching him. And that's nonsense. Because if that was true, the prosperity doctrine, do that in China where they're fighting for their life. They have to, my pastor was there. They have to meet in secret, you know, and yet it, in places like Iran, which Iran now, uh, they downloaded the uh, the Bible app on, they finally got phones years ago, more than any other country in the world. And they said, G without anybody evangelizing, they say Jesus is appearing to them in dreams and God is revealing himself. And when they read the Bible, they're not Calvinist or Arminian or Pentecostal or Reformed. They believe what it says and God is moving there. And, and most of them are women with burqas that look like Muslims because they're still covered up. And they have to change the times and the dates when they can meet. But God is moving. And it seems he moves the greatest under great duress, which I think America could be going into. And about that prosperity uh, theory, do you think that people are just buying into this prosperity man-made theory because they're not reading their Bibles? I do. And I think, and I think you know, I mean, it would be great if, you know, listen, I I live on a very uh, a tight income. But I believe in, in the law of reciprocity, given will be given unto you. I don't live like a billionaire, but I lack for nothing. I have I have all my needs supplied. And God uh, God has supplied all my needs. Uh, everything I need in life, I've, I've been, and I believe God can do that for anybody. But you can't make that, uh, uh, you know, that, you know, that you're going to tithe and you give me, you see, you, you, well, you pay a seat into my ministry and you'll get back tenfold. That's is that true when Paul says we're homeless and we're in rags, and Timothy is with me in Corinthians. But I'm not saying we walk around in abject poverty either. Trust God and give to Him. There's people that don't believe tithing is part of the New Testament. That you know it's 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 just giving. If well, if that's the case, what what should you give? If they gave under if they gave under the commandment of the Old Testament to give ten percent. What do you give at the death of Jesus Christ, of the Lord Jesus? That it's an act of faith when when the bills are coming in and you need to buy pampers or whatever the case might be. For it's it's really by faith we give out of we give and trust God to supply our needs, and that's not easy to do. It's it's an act of trust. Yeah. Amen, Pastor James. So how should we respond to evil in this world where it's increasing day by day, and so many things are happening all around us it's as if our world is just changing so drastically yes. i think it's moving exponentially even with mm -hmm. hamas mm -hmm. the word hamas in hebrew means violence there was, when, when the world was filled with violence god said i will not deal with man anymore any and at the time of noah so they got the perfect name but it we're seeing things move now since covid much faster we're seeing i and i'm not being Republican and Democrat here. We have a, probably the most corrupt government that I have ever seen in my lifetime. And we, and I'm watching people acting bizarre more than ever before. People are becoming more tribal. People, uh, uh, somebody texted me this morning, uh, 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 a sister in Christ, that she said, if Trump gets elected, we're going into a civil war. Okay, so what are we going to do if we go into a civil war? Does trust God the same way? Do? Listen, in the civil war in 1865, 
primarily over slavery, but for a lot of other reasons too, the horrors of slavery. Americans killed 740,000 of each other, killing each other. They would get, some of them would get saved on Sunday because they would stop fighting and go to church and be dead with a, with a ball, a steel ball in their heart on Monday morning. That was just us killing each other. Could we go into civil war? Sure we could. But what are we going to do? We're going to trust God and believe him in the midst of the darkness that, just like you're saying, is moving now. I just heard that uh, Ethiopia has just signed up with Russia, that they're going to go along with them. They want to, you know, and you know what? It's funny. And Ezekiel written 2,500 years ago, it talks about the Gog-Magog war, which Russia didn't even exist then. It's Russia and the whole Muslim world coming together to go over the mountains of Israel. So I've learned this painfully, Marina. Stop praying against Bible prophecy. There'll be terrible times in the last days. And in the Koine Greek, the last days can be when Jesus died and rose again, it can be a season of the last days, or it can be literally the very last day. So I need to be empowered. I need to be able to pray for the sick on the street. I need to move in the Holy Spirit. I was in a car accident this year on the 28th. I almost lost my life. I was sitting at a red light. He crushed my car like this. I lost my memory for a matter of fact, I have to go in for surgery soon. And I didn't think, I, I didn't know what was going to come in. But you know what? I realized if God wanted me with him, he would have taken me. We're immortal to the day we die. Why worry? Worry is always about control. <laughs> and Americans like to control things. Yeah, that's so true. But you know what? We know who is in control, right? Pastor Amen. James, Amen. he has the final say in all the things. final say. Doesn't matter what government says. Doesn't matter what the king's or the prince or whoever says he has the last word. That's right. He will have the final last word. have the final last word. And Americans, I think Americans now, I, we're seeing pushback like I've never seen in this country, even with secular people going into the school sectors and saying, you're not going to teach my children about homosexuality and lesbianism and showing them all these kind of crazy things. You would think, and listen, I have nothing. I don't care if you're gay or lesbian. I don't care if you're a drunk. It's, I've I've, I've prayed for all people. I've been with all people. Uh, but you would think, according to the media, that the whole country out of 330 million have turned gay and lesbian. Maybe, maybe two and a half percent identify with that. And now the new kid on the block is transgender because it's not taught in the home that there is a God mm -hmm. and that you have to answer to him. You know, so and the church I, I hate not all churches, but the church at large does not, they'll, if you're a drunk and you get saved, they'll accept you. If you're someone who came out of a, a lifestyle like I did, they'll accept you. But they do not, do not how to handle people that are gay and lesbian. Because it's, it's the Bible says, in the, as it was in the days of Noah, well, we see that part. And as it was in the days of Lot, which Jesus is speaking in Luke predominantly about the homosexual lifestyle or the lesbian lifestyle. Christians either hate them, which is terrible to do too. Mm -hmm. you, if you, you know, but that doesn't mean you justify what anybody's living. Just let the love of God or the or the the unction of the Holy Spirit change somebody. Amen. And Jesus loved all people. Um, he yes. loved the person. He he hated the sin, but he loved that's right the person. That's right. And mostly the religious people gave him the hardest time. The people that thought they knew it. And he comes on the scene he, he, and he's moving in power. You, There's no, for 400 years between the old, they called it the intertestamental or the quiet years. You wait for 300 prophecies that the Messiah would come. He comes, he came unto his own and his own received him not. But to those who have received him, he gave the power to become the sons and daughters of God. Yeah. Pastor James, how does God want us to prepare ourselves during these end times? Well, I have, I have, 
friends that are not last day preppers <laughs> where they're storing up a lot of food. I believe if we were supposed to, I'm just using that analogy, but there's other ones. If God wanted us to do that, I would get a phone call from you and different people around the country saying, you know what? I think we should start. There's going to be a food shortage. I don't think God, we, we, we are a royal priesthood. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And if we're walking with God, he would tell us to do that. In the book of Acts, Agabus does that, the prophet. Mm -hmm. He he tells, you know, he he, he there's, there's going to be a famine coming on the Roman world. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the apostles prepared for it. But he spoke to everybody. That's why when I hear these things and when I hear them, well, he's the man of God. No, he's not. We're all the man of God. This is not the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. We have different functions in different offices yet. You're the woman of God. You know, it's, it's, we are, we all have the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little carried away. <laughs> yeah. And the Holy Spirit will send the same message to many of, to the family of Christ. Right. The family of Christ that is listening. Even mm -hmm. if I have a prophetic word for you, I had a prophetic word for somebody recently, a word of uh, knowledge, word of knowledge is not prophetic into the future. It's speaking to the moment. And she, this person has the Holy Spirit like me. So it would, it would bear witness in me and it would bear witness in the person you're speaking to. They would know, no, that doesn't ring right with me. Or you know what? That could be God. And then you pray and ask God to bring it to pass. Yeah, exactly. What is the enemy's goal or strategy during these times? What I'm seeing, and it's sad to say, I'm seeing it more in Christians. They're very, very fearful, you know, fearful about what's coming on the world. Jesus said, what we're seeing happening when these things begin to happen, look up. I don't think you can look anywhere else anymore, because just like you're saying, the uh, our country has gone into bizarro land and the world. When these things begin to happen, look up. Your redemption is coming. They're supposed to happen. I think, I think not, you know, we can pray. And maybe if we got a president that walks upright, it may slow things in a sense. I, in my 49 years of Christianity, and I teach prophecy a lot. I don't see America there. Some people do. You know, there was people that see America in prophecy. I do not see it there. America to me is like an anomaly. For whatever reason, God raised it up. He did. And God made a covenant with Israel. He told that to Abraham. But that's not true of America. We made a covenant with God that we would walk with him. And now that the church has declined substantially, I'm not knocking everybody place in America. I'm praying this be a revival. I'm praying what Tommy Hicks said in the 1960s, there'll be one last move of God in America. Because what happens in America happens in the world. So we're praying for that. You mentioned that Christians are being more fearful. How are we allowing that fear to come in? I. What are the things that we're doing to open those doors to fear? I was on the radio yesterday because I have that. Once, once a week, I go on radio, look, Lordia, and I had, I was telling Christians and non-Christians alike, whether you're very far right to Fox News or very far left to CNN, stay off the media. They're selling a product. They're, and if you're going to sit there for four or five hours and watch the news, it's, it's going it to go deep into your spirit into, and it's going to be contrary to God's word. Taking a little bit of the news now with, with phones and devices, it's, it's hitting us constantly, constantly, constantly. This Even what I was speaking about the other day in the 1950s, you could never say, imagine a preacher coming in the 1950s and saying, like it says in Revelation, that no one could buy or sell without the mark, as it says in Revelation. That would that would be bizarre to, to thinking. But today, with the internet, 
with phones, with every kind of media coming at us. It's nonstop. You got to personally take a little of the news in. Don't take it all in because it will, it, it will, it's going to mess. It's it's going to put thought in your mind that is te- will terrify you because it's nonstop. Now. Right. And you mentioned that the mainstream media, if we focus on it so much, Yes, we end up believing it. Well, even when I uh, the little bit I watch Fox News, you have people there that are starved down, women to a size two or one. They, you know, they and and they're pushing a product. I mean, they they want to sell. They you know, and it's never good news. Good news does not sell. Fear mm-hmm. sells. You what's happening in Ukraine sells. Happening a, a riots uh, riots sell. Uh, uh, now you have uh, uh, even in in the Bay Ridge area uh, where the Palestinians were marching. Um, all over the place. That sells it, and, and people will look in and feel hopeless. God, if CBN, a CBN, I'm sorry, Fox News or CNN, they'll give us a spirit of fear. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of and a sound. sound mind. Yes. Second Timothy 1, 7. And you yeah. said it right there that the media sells fear. Where does fear come from? The enemy. The devil. Yes. Exactly. There's a lot of people that don't even believe there is a devil. I was with a bunch of people, they, they, a young men, and, and I said, so what do you think about the end times? What do you think about? Do you think there's an antichrist? What do you think about going into digital currency? You think that's going to happen? And they all accept it's going to happen, but they don't realize that the Bible says in Second Thessalonians that strong delusion comes on them. They'll believe the lie. Mm-hmm. I think it will be, you know, people think that the, he comes, the, he, this person comes on the scene and everything builds. No, everything's building in place now. Every Everything, digital currency is in place. Now, I seen a man the other day and I, it it freaked me. He was in 7-Eleven. He paid it by putting his wrist down like this. And I think maybe he had people that get, he had that little chip in his hand or whatever he was doing, but it's here. If somebody comes on the scene like that and he has, and you understand Satan will enter him and he'll, he'll be, have a genius mind. He could tell the, 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 the current world quiet down, no wars. He could stop food famine. I believe that he would send like a utopia for it and be worshiped. That's what I was talking about yesterday on radio, like like a god. And he can work through the media. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's all set up for him. Mm-hmm. Every everything's ready to go. There's a place in Brussels where they have all the seating in the house. I forgot. I forgot where it, I forgot. But there's one seat that's not filled yet, and that had that seat happens to. Ha- it's all all the seats are numbered, and right outside you see a woman riding side saddle, riding a beast. Why would they even put that there? And that seat has not been filled yet. And that seat number is six six six. My when John, I'm a, I'm dating myself here. When John Kennedy was killed in the '60s, some people were waiting for him to be raised from the dead because he was the first Catholic president. He was handsome. He was Irish and. His wife was beautiful in the way she dressed women around the world. And when he died, people thought he was going to be raised from the dead like like a god. But they didn't have the technology in place they do now. And the only place I've ever read in the New Testament I've ever read is the Bible says, and Satan entered Judas at the Last Supper, and he went out and it was night. And he wasn't foaming from the mouth. And his eyes weren't spinning in the back of his head. He could talk. He could act. If Satan entered a man, not demons, Satan he would have supernatural wisdom. There would be like a demonic trinity. Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, in my opinion. Pastor James, <laughs> what biblical advice would you give Christians today? You know, I was in the Brooklyn Tabernacle for 26 years. And you deal with people, people are people. But one thing they did well, when they'd have a prayer meeting on Tuesday, they'd have 4,000 people in prayer then. That was their great, that was the heartbeat of the church. And they had a prayer band that would meet. 
at that time, uh, years ago, seven days a week, 24-7. So there was always praying. When the pastor was preaching, like the old-time ministries in the 18-1700s, somebody was praying as the pastor was preaching. It's good. I love music. I come from a church that had some of the best singers in, from all over the world come there. But their greatest strength was they walked with the integrity of what they're far from perfect. None of us are. But they one thing they did well is that they prayed. I think prayer is invading the impossible and the study of God's word. And if you're suffering with anything, depression, hopelessness, ask God to give you the hope and the strength to change you. That's what I would tell people to pray and, and believe the Bible as a living word of God. And I think you'll see a change in you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still changing after almost 49 years. <laughs> <laughs> what last words would you say or what words of hope would you say to those Christians who may be falling away from the Lord right now? You know what? I fell away from the Lord. I lost everything. I lost many, many years ago. I was half in and half out. Was I really saved? I was somewhere. I was on drugs. I lost my marriage. I lost everything. And it finally hit in, hit in my brain because I suffered with guilt for years. Not some things. Everything works together for good that those that love God that are called according to his purposes. You're not shocking God if you slipped or you made mistakes. He'll use that for his glory. Many times it comes out in my preaching and it's almost like a therapy because I've made a lot of mistakes in 49 years. And I know a lot of ministers that have made mistakes too. The secret to the Christian life is not knowing who you are. It's knowing who you're not. And if you're knocked down, I mean, things are collapsing or you've done something heinous, get up. Don't stay down. I used to be a fighter. Mm -hmm. I know that better than anybody. Get up, get off the ground and say, God, restore me, creating me a clean heart. And he will. At least he has in me. <laughs> and he's yes. still doing it. Yeah. Yes. And the word does say that if you do need help, ask for help and he will help you. That's right. And, and you know what? I even said on the radio yesterday, we're all God's children. No, we're not. You must be born again to be God's child. You must have his righteousness. You're justified by faith alone, through grace alone, and Christ alone. We have a pipeline to God that the world doesn't. Exactly. The greatest power in the universe. In the universe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In the universe. <laughs> Let's emphasize that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can you end in a short prayer for whatever the Holy Spirit is moving you to pray for, Pastor James? Sure. Lord, especially in this holiday season, it's it's a dark time for people that don't have the money, have wayward children, have broken marriage. Maybe they're sick in their body. I pray in 2024, God, there would be a new hope amongst the believers in this country, God. There would be one last move of God, one last revival, God, but revive us again. I pray for all the blessings, God, that you're going to put on us, God. And, and this would be a, a time of coming out of the desert and seeing a move of God. And we bless you and thank you because you're always faithful in in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria, where all the nations praise the Lord with Christian international music and radio programs. For more information about our radio ministry, please go to globalgospelworshipradio.org. Now we'd like to bless you with this scripture from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.